welcome to On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hi. And Caitlin. Hello. And today we are talking about season two, episode 21 of One Tree Hill, titled What Could Have Been, which is a song by Kalanish Circle, whoever the hell that is. Yeah, I needed a recap this week. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God we all were grateful for that recap because, FYI, gentle listeners, it's been six weeks since we've recorded. Yep. Life has been fun, and by that I mean extremely busy and stressful for all of us. So it was like, uh, yeah. So we're happy to be back and recording, which is great. We are. I don't know if Jesse is based Uh, on of this episode and the one that follows, but this this episode's fine. This episode's fine. Okay, great. Can I say I'm happy to be back in Tree Hill? (laughs) But we're here. I mean, we're uh, at a tumultuous time. We're at the end of the season. So, you know, it's never a fun end, time in Tree Hill. It's the, the end of junior year. Let's all think back to the end of our junior year of high school. God. I don't want to think back to the end of my junior year of high school exactly. because exactly. there was a lot going on. Yeah. I didn't have this much drama at the end of my junior year of high school, but the end of my junior year of high school was very dramatic. Yeah, Did none we of my friends all... were in jail either, but, you know, hey. Did we not yeah. all survive race car crashes at the end of our junior year of high school? No, I mean, just just me and Nathan Scott. Then okay. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I did survive because I wasn't in one. Hey. Facts: We were all race car crash survivors. Because we are we all survivors all of race car accidents <laughs> because we weren't in because one. we do not get into race cars. Okay, dear God in heaven, Keisha, we haven't recorded in a while. Let's go. Okay, we open this episode with Nathan getting home from the hospital from said race car crash. And there's um, eviction warnings on his door and he's got a ton of bills piling up and Lucas is there with him and he kind of confronts him and asks him, you know, what really happened when you crashed? Like, did you do it on purpose? Was it an accident? What were you thinking? And Nathan pretty much dodges all the questions about why he hit the wall on the racetrack. And Nathan's kind of equally pissed at Lucas that he never told him about Deb's pill addiction. So, you know. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like those are apples and oranges there, Nate. Like yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Just, yeah. just a bit. Yeah. And then we cut over to Brooke, who visits Lucas at the dealership while he's at work, and in Brooke's own special way, admits to Lucas that she found the bag of the shredded documents that he took from Dan's office. And she said, well, it looked like a puzzle. So I put the puzzle together and turns out it's a bill of sale. And she laminated it. Oh, my God. She laminated it. It's so good. As any good Southern woman would. Like, she was speaking that it wasn't going to get ruined. She put plastic on it. Spoke right to my stage manager heart. She she spent a lot of time on that paperwork and then she fucking laminated it. I'm like, yes, you did, bitch. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah. So then we cut over to Lucas again, going to trick now to see Peyton and ask if she's seen Jake. And she tells him that Jake doesn't want Peyton to see him anymore. And. He tells her a little bit about how Nathan's having money problems, and he kind of wants to get everyone together to brainstorm about how to kind of help him out. And Peyton's like, sure, yeah, we can do that. 
And he also admits to her that he admits that before he was being a real crappy friend to her when she confronted him and told him that. And he tells her he never wants that to happen again. And he tells her that he's going to be there for her no matter what. Which is very sweet. Very sweet. I mean, he Uh, did bring Jake Jake back, so that's great. He brought Jake Jake back. I'm kind of starting to love Lucas again. Is that allowed? Yes. Yes, it is. Am I allowed to do that? Yes, it is allowed. Caitlin, don't even talk. Yes, it's allowed. (laughs) Listen. No. (laughs) End of argument. Caitlin, I love you. Shut up. (laughs) We forgot to mention that Brooke Davis made a literary joke at the end of the last scene. Oh, did she? She made a Sherlock Holmes and Watson joke. Right, yeah. Because she's fully in love with Lucas again, so she can uh, admit to reading books. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't admit it to each other, which is frustrating as hell, oh, but it's fine. So frustrating. It's fine. Well, we'll get to all of that, I'm sure. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> then we are at Karen's Cafe, and the entire gang is together to brainstorm about ways to help Nathan. And it is the funniest, <laughs> stupidest little scene ever of just, it's Lucas, Peyton, Brooke, Mouth, Tim, Junk, and and Fergie. And it's like, it's just hilarious to hear them all banter with each other. And it's so wholesome. It is. Yeah. It, it is the most high school banter. Anybody has acted this entire season. Well, right? since they taped Minkus to that office chair and pushed That's him down true. the street. Yes. Ne- never forget. That was season one. No, that was... No, it was in season one because Haley came over to talk to Lucas about the porn. <gasps> right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, oh. in this season, this is the most high school they've acted. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. So, yeah. And so they decide on doing a movie night, um, actually thanks to Tim in some offhand way, which is very strange. And Mouth (laughs) says that he can totally get a projector and movies from the AV room, you know, when he's not making out with Eric Marsh in the AV room. Get it, Mouth. Get it, Mouth. (laughs) And um, they were going to do it outside at the River Court. And turns out it's going to rain all weekend. So then they decide to do it at Trick. Um, but that's on a condition if they can actually get Nathan to go to trick. Cause you know, Nathan's not a huge fan of trick cause you know, Chris and Haley and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Baggage history. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of Nathan, we cut to him on the phone with the hospital and turns out his bill has been paid. So apparently his insurance was all good. And he was like, well, I didn't know my wife was the one who handled all that stuff. And they say, well, she's a keeper. Yeah, just dig subtle, that. Just subtle, twist the knife just subtle, a little. Just, eh. Twist the knife, pour salt on it. Yep. Yeah. And you know who's also here to pour some salt on that wound? Dan. Ugh. Breaking Dan and entering. <laughs> right. Dan Dan comes in to Nathan's house and, and gives him annulment papers. And he pretty much says, you know, Nathan, you have all this debt. That's going to drag Haley down, too, if you really care about her. You you just sign these annulment papers, and then you're free of her and every and all everything else. And they argue, and Dan leaves. And, and it's par for the course at this point for these two. Uh, but not before Nathan threatens to hit him again. And God, I wish he would. Right. Really. He has props this time. Really. He could have really, really knocked him out. Nothing good comes when Dan gives you a manila envelope. If like if we think back in the last two seasons of this show, nothing good comes when Dan has a manila envelope. You're so he wrong. walked in with that envelope and I'm like, 
Mm-mm. No, thank you, sir. Out, back out you go. Yeah. So then we go back to Lucas and Brooke, and they are walking around on the pier, and we find out what the whole thing with the document is. Um, turns out Dan is skimming off the top of his car sales. So the example with this one was it was a $12,000 bill for the car, but the new bill that was in the office was only $9,000. So it turns out Dan is skimming a couple thousand dollars off each bill to keep it under 10 grand. So he doesn't have to report it to the IRS and also then pockets the cash. My only thought during this scene was, wow, that must have been a shitty car if she only paid $10,000. But then I remembered this was filmed in 2005. Uh-huh. And I'm like, holy shit, inflation. Like, yep. I mean, she originally paid $12,000. But still. Is what I paid for my really good used car. I paid yeah. about thirteen, So it's possible. Yeah. Definitely possible. I don't know. It just felt like... A very little amount of money, even for a used car. So I was like, "Oh yeah, it's 2005." Yeah, I mean, yeah. nine thousand would have been a yeah cheap new car. Yeah, she paid in cash. What kind of sketchy shit is she up to, though? Right. Like, I want to get into Debbie or like whatever the hell her about her. Yeah, right? she had twelve uh, grand in cash to buy a car from Dan Scott. Like, what is she up? Dave Ramsey, like my parents were in 2005. Oh my Lord. All right. Yeah. And then, um, Lucas then goes to Nathan and he finally comes clean to Nathan about the fact that he's been trying to take down Dan. And that's why he's been living with him. And Nathan's like, fine with me. Have at it. Have at it, bro. And, he also admits to Nathan that he saw Deb take pills once and he confronted her about it. And she told him to mind his own damn business. We remember that scene. She got messy, scary. messy Deb. Yeah. She was scary. Messy Deb. Yeah. And so it looks like now the brothers are good again. They're good. Yay. We love that. We like that. Yes. And Nathan tells Lucas that, uh, you know, since insurance took care of his hospital bill, he really doesn't need the fundraiser anymore. And Lucas is like, no, 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 no. Because you have all these bills and we already did all the work. So you're coming. <laughs> right. You have no choice, Nathan. Uh, he also says he wants a, he, he'll be in if there's a dartboard with Chris uh, Keller's face on it. And I'm like, yeah, Same. I'd go to that party, too. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean, I think I we all would. A dollar yeah. a dart, dollar a dart to you know throw yeah. it in Chris face. Hell yeah, that's a hell of a fundraiser, right? Yeah. Absolutely, especially uh, when I do it for free, right? Yeah, right. Oh, so good. Oh uh, yeah. So Wait, then we go. That's a merch idea for the future: is selling yes. dartboards with Chris Keller's face on them. Right. I like that'd, it. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut over to the girls and Brooke is out shopping with Peyton and she's dodging all these questions about Lucas that Peyton is asking her and Brooke keeps swearing. They're just friends. And Peyton's like, okay, yeah, sure. Fine. But you have my blessing to go after him. If there's more there. Mm -hmm. And Brooke goes, but I thought we were hose over bros. And Peyton says, well, yeah, but not never bros. (laughs) Like, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she found a bro. Peyton found a bro. Right. Brooke can yeah. go find her bro it that is not. It shouldn't be the same bro anymore. <laughs> that is... It just shouldn't be the same bro. It should be hose over the same bro. Yes. 
Yes. That yes. is the key. <laughs> exactly. And Brooke is worried about making it work with Lucas this time. And Peyton tells her it's going to be totally different because she won't make out with him again. <laughs> Which really to me just shows how far their friendships come since then because they can actually joke about it. Yeah. And Brooke was only slightly annoyed. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really good. Real good. Right. And also the fact that Brooke is shopping now because let's not forget her parents are rich again. So she has an allowance. So rich I back. forgot. I forgot her parents were rich again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, God, Karen is paying her really well at the coffee shop if she can buy all that and not have to worry about it. Right. Karen's cafe or- has really, really good hourly wage. Or I thought it was going to be one of those moments where she picks all this stuff and Peyton goes, but you only have money for one of those. You have to make a choice, right? Uh, like, I didn't put... You mean those ugly-ass wedge sandals that she picked out? Those were so ugly bad. as hell. Those were awful. They're so bad. And those she still bought them. Awful. <laughs> and not only that, what cracked me up was she was like... Going through the store, be like, oh, I need this, and I need this, and I need this. Since you picked the same tank top in three different colors. Exactly. That was three like different so tops. That was three different tank tops in three different colors. Or that was the same tank top in three different colors. Yeah, absolutely. And not only really that, that green one was ugly. I'm sorry. I'll say it. <laughs> like, yeah. E. Davis, oh. my girl, please. <laughs> I know it's the early aughts, and fashion is terrible, but please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. So then we cut over to Haley, who's still on tour. And she asked the tour manager if she can get some time off to get home for her husband. And tour manager kind of really gives her a hard time. And he's like, what? Something's wrong with your husband again? And, you know, he just pretty much tells her, do you really want this or not? Because, you know, if you leave, I may have to replace you. And she's like, "Ugh, okay. Ugh." I don't think that's the tour manager. Who? Well, then who is it? I, I, because I was, I assumed it was the tour manager at first. Yeah. Then I thought more about the, like, the directions he's giving her. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I think that this man is, like, trying to be her manager and is, like, developing her and Chris. Because a tour manager would not be, like, lose the ring, Haley. Like, well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So are being like, do you want this or not? Because like, that's not within a tour manager's purview. No, they don't care. They care about the story. They don't calls. care about the artist. Yeah. As a former manager or former tour manager, that is not within that, like that person's job description to be like, Hey, it'll look better if you take your ring off. True. Like, yeah. True. 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 The only reason true. a tour manager would give that direction would be if he's, was told by the manager to make sure she does it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I hate him. He's yeah. a horrible manager. So. Yeah, he's not great at his job. Um, it, it doesn't really matter because he's a fucking terrible manager anyway. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I digress. What happens yeah. on One Tree Hill, Brody? Yeah. Next, then we get Lucas, who, you know, then talks to Andy and shows Andy this bill. Um, from the dealership and they pretty much confirm what Lucas thought is that Dan is skimming off the top to avoid taxes. He's making a little extra cash while he's doing it. And yeah. And Andy's like, yeah, I'll go after him. I'll go after that son of a bitch. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, Andy's like, I'm half his size, so I can't beat him up, but I'll take him down mentally. Yeah. Right. Financially. I'm, I'm Financially. He is and richer than he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. As he proves oh. this episode. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So then we go to Trick. Nathan shows up there and we get a really stupid, funny scene where he admits to Brooke that when he had his dream in the hospital about the alternate reality that he had that that they showered together. No, stop it. It was awkward. And then it was kind of funny because Brooke's like, well, everyone has that dream. And then she looks at Tim and says, don't have that dream now, Tim. God. (laughs) Fucking Tim. Uh, I think I've said this before, but I aspire to have the confidence of Brooke Davis. Just be like, yeah, everyone has that dream about me. It's fine. Yeah, yeah everyone has that dream of showering with me. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. How it's cool. how has Tim not been murdered yet? Is what I want to know. That's a great question. He's a minor, so so I he's. Know. A, what does that? I mean, I still I still say that he should have. Whenever he got hauled away by the cops, <laughs> the episode of Nathan's bachelor party that that should have just been the end of Tim, and we never that, see him again. Right. No explanation. <laughs> Yep, I just wish she just disappeared at that point. Regrettably, not uh, case. No, no, sadly, no. Why on earth would anyone tell their friend, I had a dream about us showering together? Like, they're not that kind of friend. Come on, what the hell? (laughs) What the hell, Nathan? Why would you say that, Nathan? Who knows? How many pain drugs are you on right now, Nathan, that you think that's a cool conversation to have with Brooke Davis? Dear God, dear God, uh, yeah. So then he moves on from Brooke to go talk to Peyton, and he gets real philosophical and starts talking about choices and how that one choice can change your entire life, you know, in allusion to, you know, of course, the dream again, because he that was just last episode, remember, that he had I that did. weird <laughs> fever dream of alternate reality where, you know, Dan married Karen and not Deb, and the, the roles were reversed, and it oh. was awful, and none of us liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did not remember that that dream was just last episode. I looked back over my notes and I'm uh-huh. like, what? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was so getting vibes. Oh, sorry. Right. I was getting vibes this entire episode that like the show is trying to set Nathan and Peyton back up again. I'm glad you said that because I also felt that very hardcore. Like, there were vibes. They're setting up like they're setting up that little like thing of like, oh, well, Nathan and Haley are. You know, right. on the out still. And, they you know, have a history and Jake's yeah. in jail and Haley's on the road. Like, ooh, what'll yeah. happen? Peyton and Nathan are consoling each other and talking right. philosophically and just not talking about how I dreamed you were in a shower with me. Right. Yeah. But she asks him, um, speaking of all that stuff, asks him if his accident really was an accident. And he kind of tells her he doesn't know if he was aiming for the wall or not. But he was he thinking about Haley right before? Yes. And he says, the one thing it did do is tell him what's important. And, you know, he said his mom, his family, his friends, and he, Peyton says Haley. And he pretty much tells her he wonders if they should have put their energy into other things in their lives instead of their marriage and trying to save it. And maybe things would have turned out differently had that happened. And he encourages Peyton, you know, because Peyton's hesitant about, booking bands and doing the all ages club night stuff again because of everything with the Coke daddy and everything else like that. And he kind of tells her, you know, keep following your dreams because 
it can make you bitter and destroy everyone around you if you don't. Which just means that Nathan's hardcore feeling that way and feeling like he's turning into his dad, and that's not a good thing. He has good friends. He has such good people in his life. Like, I think if Dan had that good of people in his life that he leaned on as much as Nathan does his friends, like, he wouldn't turn out, you know, like, in my brain, there's no way Nathan can turn out like Dan because he has friends in his life that will... Yeah, but you can tell this whole episode that like that's what Nathan's dealing with internally is that Mm -hmm. he's scared to death that all this resentment that he feels because of Haley and how hard they had to fight for their marriage that he's going to turn into his father and resent everybody else for it because he's not following his dream like his dad couldn't do or didn't do. Right. Yeah. So then movie night starts and. Instead of some lovely cartoons like they said they were going to be, it's Red Asphalt 2, which is a a teen PSA driving movie, smut film. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. The the impression that I got from it was like, it's the video they showed in Driver's Ed to scare the kids. Yes. Which makes sense why it would be in the school's AV closet. Yes, yes. I mean, like, it was graphic, though. I was like, what the hell? There's, like, a cracked open head there. That's One Tree Hill's ever been. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was something there. But then everyone's like, oh, my God, Nathan, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Oh, my God. And Nathan's like, no, this is great. Turn it up, man. I love this. He's like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> right? uh, not how I thought that was going to go at all. Right? I- <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's At great. least he has a sense of humor about it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then as the movie goes on, Peyton and Nathan talk and they both admit that, you know, Brooke and Lucas have been really great to both of them, but they're also driving them crazy. <laughs> like literally Nathan <laughs> does something like Lucas is about to the point of tucking me in at night. <laughs> Which would be really cute. And I would absolutely watch that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I would like I would like um, a yeah. brother tucking each other in at night moment. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all while they're doing this, Peyton is going through Nathan's bills to try to figure out how much money they've you know got for him and all that stuff. And she finds a letter mixed in with all of his bills. And it's from his mom. So he goes off to read it. And then we cut over to Lucas, um, who's talking to Brooke, and he thanks her. He says thank you. And she says, for what? And he says, for everything. He doesn't know what he'd do without her. And they have a look. You know, that that, that, that look they have more often than not at this point. And it's like, (laughs) just seriously, just just go. Just do it. Come on, kid. Four seconds away from jumping your bones. Right? Look. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Then we cut over to Karen. Um, We get a little montage. There's a couple montages this episode. So the first part is Karen reminiscing about Keith while looking at the same photo album she always does. It's very sweet. Keith. Who's gone? Uh. He's gone. And then it's Nathan reading the letter from his mom and Haley in her dressing room looking at her wedding photo with Nathan. And Nathan gets back into the into trick after reading the letter. And he looks on and he kind of sees everyone having fun and people are coupled up 
except Peyton, who looks really sad. And Lucas also sees Peyton sad. And he gives her a generic chocolate bar, a hug, and he lets her know, you know, Jake will let you back in once this is all said and done. You know, I promise. And he gives her a big hug. And Brooke sees that whole thing and has that really concerned look on her face of like, does he still like Peyton? He might still like Peyton. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the in the same breath, Brooke is so confident and so over overconfident about Mm -hmm. herself and also so insecure about all the people in her life. It's such a bravado and facade for her. It's a defense mechanism so much for her. Once again, Brooke Davis needs therapy. Please get therapy, Brooke Davis. I would argue that every single one of these teenagers needs to be in therapy. I was about to say, they all need therapy? There's not a single one in that group except maybe Mouth that does not need therapy. Right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. I think Junk and Fergie are pretty okay, too. I think they're pretty good. But yeah, other than that, yeah. I also just don't know enough about them to make that assumption. But the ones that we know enough about to make that assumption, I would say Alpha's the only one that doesn't need to be in therapy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So he's been crushing it, arguably. I know he went through a little rocky time, but since that cheerleading competition at the end of season one, when we saw his dance moves for the first time. Yeah, Mouse had a meteoric rise. Just straight held. up. Yep. Second Before. half of junior year was Mouth's yep. semester. Oh, my Make God. It's time. He loved it. Oh, my God. Get it, Mouth. Yeah. So then we come back over to Nathan, who actually ends up skipping out of the rest of movie night, and Tim takes him home. And Peyton actually comes over to check in on him and, you know, kind of talks to him about stuff. And Nathan tells her, that he read his mom's letter and it was, you know, an apology letter to Nathan for using as a way to cope with everything going on in her life. And she tells him that she hopes that they could be a family again, her, Nathan and Dan. And Nathan's skeptical about Dan ever changing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Stick with that. Roll with that. <laughs> right. Right. Keep that feeling, Nathan. Yep. Keep it. Right? Keep it. We, we it all close. want him to keep that feeling. Yeah. Never let it go. Um, but Peyton does t- tell him, you know, and this is a totally different situation, but she says, if I could have one more day where my parents are back together, I would do anything for it. But that's a totally different situation, Peyton Sawyer. Don't yep. put that idea in his head. Thank you very much. And she also tells him that um, in all of his bills, he found his insurance bill and he hadn't paid his premium. So his insurance actually didn't pay for any of his hospital bills. Yeah, I'm, turns I'm, out, turns I'm out Nathan, Nathan did some digging and turns out Dan paid his hospital bill and is, also paid his rent. Is Dan manipulating people through paying their exorbitant medical bills again? Yes. One Tree Hill? Yes, yes, he is. Three times in two seasons now? <laughs> yep, yeah. So Nathan uh, goes and confronts Dan about it. And wait, what was the second time? Jules. No, Jules was the first. When was the first time? Lucas. No, Keith no, paid that Keith bill. Paid those, well, and then Dan paid Keith the bill for Keith so that... Oh, and inadvertently he also did. Yeah, yeah not... Not, uh, not first yeah. But see, but because Keith paid Lucas's medical bills, then Dan ruined Keith's life by buying the dealership. Using that medical debt that Keith paid off to ruin Keith's life. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the page now. Carry on. Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Nathan confronts Dan and he tells him that he only did it to help and then gives him a big old sob story about how he understands he's the reason Nathan emancipated himself and that Deb started using Uh and somewhere along the way he started hurting the people he loves most and he doesn't know how to stop and Nathan has the best comeback ever and it's literally just stop being a dick Dan (laughs) he speaks for the people right (laughs) you could just stop that'd be great Dan but not before doing like the sarcastic slow clap being like oh, right, right? Right? so good <laughs> oh god i love it so much it's so uh, good yeah uh, yes 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 and, was all of us in that moment <laughs> yeah 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 and then dan even keeps telling another sub story about how he feels like he actually did lucas a favor by abandoning him all those years so he didn't mess him up and yeah he warns nathan that he is going to become Dan if he doesn't make the right choice and then wishes that he was a better man. We all do. God. We all Dan, do. <laughs> as he wipes away fake tears. It's like, Jesus Christ, Dan, what the hell? They're so bad. It's this so is... bad. Like, like how good know? of an actor was Paul Johansson to be able to act it that badly oh, in such a good way. It made me feel icky. Right. Like, you know, at the end of uh, Keith and Joel's wedding, when he's like, you know, evil villain, like eating frosting uh-huh. off the cake, that like icky feeling. Uh-huh. This is this is the same feeling, the same yeah. energy that oh, Paul yeah. Johansson was bringing to this scene, like super villain. Yeah. Oh, I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So then we cut over to Karen, who is writing an email to Keith and just laying it all out there and telling him that she's here for him and understands if he needs to deal with everything on his own. But she's there for him now and always. Very sweet. Very sweet, Karen. Uh... Then the next day we get to that morning and Lucas is cleaning up a trick from the movie night and Brooke shows up and Lucas first says, oh, I'm glad you're here. There's some trash bags over here. You can help clean up. And she's like, are you serious? He's like, no, no, no. And it's adorable. And turns out, um, actually, he was going to thank Brooke, too, because she actually ended up using all of her allowance that she got from her parents to help Nathan. And she says, but I did have to take all those clothes back. But I did keep these cute wedges, a.k.a. those ugly ass fucking polka dot wedges we all hate. They're so bad. Listen, I love a wedge as much as the next girl. Like, I can't wear fucking heels. Wedges are the only elevation I get out of footwear anymore. But they're so bad. They're so... Why? They're wicker with, like... Purple polka dots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They were not good at all. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And... Lucas tells Brooke that he's been, you know, really busy with worrying about Nathan and Peyton lately, and he hasn't checked up on her. And he kind of asks her, how are you doing? You know, and how's it going without Felix? And Brooke tells him, you know, Felix definitely wasn't the guy for her, but she's still scared to open up again to get hurt because, you know, that sucks. But maybe that's the price you have to pay to get what you really want is to open up and get hurt, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was Which a I very feel like- wise thing for a teenager who's not in therapy to say. Right? It's, it's true. I mean, this is her mantra, though. She does say this a lot about how she doesn't want to open up herself and get hurt, but maybe she has to open up herself to get hurt to be able to get to where she wants to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that second half is what she's learned this season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. the first half has been with her since the beginning as a core yeah. part of, yep. but that second half is her season two character arc. Exactly. As yeah. we know it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, then we cut back over to Haley, who tells her manager, tour manager, whoever the hell this guy is, um, that tonight is her last show. (laughs) She's going home. She's going home. She's going to go home. She's done. Good for Haley. Good for Haley. Good. And Nathan calls his mom at the rehab facility, and he apologizes to her and tells her things are going to be different when she gets home. He promises things are going to be better. And Haley finishes her set at the show and someone says there's a tall, dark haired hottie there to see her. And she's like, oh, it's Nathan. Yay, yay, yay. No, it turns out it's Dan. It's Dan. Dan's in her dressing room with the annulment papers. And fun fact, kids, the annulment papers are signed by Nathan Scott. Are they? Allegedly. 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 That's what's on the paper. Is Nathan Scott's signature? How Nathan is it though? His name is written in cursive on the papers. I don't know if that's his signature. <laughs> how yeah. he and Dan, and Dan also tells her that you know he he came because Nathan asked him to come and deliver those papers to Haley. In what uh-huh. world? Uh-huh. In uh-huh. what world? Uh huh. Yeah. <sighs> so then we cut back over to Lucas, and he goes over Lucas. And then Lucas comes over to Nathan's and finds him packing. Um, Nathan's moving back in with Dan. And Nathan tells him that all of the stuff that he and Haley went through, his marriage, their marriage, all it did was get in the way of their dreams. And he refuses to become bitter and resentful like Dan. And he also tells Lucas, you know, you have to back off of Dan because my mom wants us to be a family together again. And that's what I want to. So you have to back off and don't ruin that for us. Mm. So in other words, Dan manipulated the shit out of Nathan to do exactly what he wanted. And I don't like it at all. God damn it, Nathan. I thought you were better. Come on. Come on. I just think he's, you know, he's blinded by his love for his mom. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, and it's also he's emotionally wrecked you know it's yeah and he just went through a huge physical emotional trauma mm-hmm. he's but very malleable and his dad took advantage of it and i don't like it god damn i want to know where that conversation went after we cut away from it he brought the slow clap energy the i'm not buying your bullshit energy to that uh-huh. conversation and then the scene cut away. Where did that energy go? That it. Well, I think it, it ended, ended. That scene ended with Dan telling him, "Don't end up resentful like me with everything." And I think that's what Nathan took from it was, "I could try to make this work, but if it doesn't, I'm just going to end up hating Haley and everybody else in my life who's trying to help me mm-hmm. because I can't fulfill my dreams." Because of me trying to hold on to this stuff. And I don't like that. Yeah. So I'm going to get rid of that stuff that's holding me back. And I'm going to realize my dreams and not be bitter and resentful about it. Yeah. And also the fact his mom is begging him to 
you know, be a family again doesn't help things. <sighs> yeah. Again, remember when Deb asked, told Dan to get the hell out of her house or she was going to stab him in his sleep? Oh, I need that, that energy back. We, we, really, we really do. God, I miss that Deb. Uh, <laughs> I realized that that Deb was probably influenced by pills. Yeah. I need that energy back. Just, yeah. just, just a little bit. Just, just like like a quarter of that energy back. I'd be okay with. Yeah. 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 So then we cut over to Brooke, who is on the phone with Peyton and asks her, you know, if it was all worth it opening up to Jake, even though, you know, it, it ended not well right now because, you know, Jake's in jail and Peyton's lonely and, you know, sad about it. And, you know, Peyton tells her, yeah, it's all definitely worth it. And Peyton encourages her to ask Lucas out and see what comes of it. You know, better to do it than wanting to know what could have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Brooke's like, OK, fine, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. Um, P.S. This is all while she's moving Lucas's stuff back in her in the closet or cleaning stuff out. I don't know, but she's moving some of Lucas's stuff around in her closet or in his yeah. closet, their closet, I should say. And she calls Lucas and starts to ask him out and instead ends up knocking over a box of Lucas's stuff and finds all kinds of old notes and drawings and mixed CDs from Peyton and Lucas when they were, you know, kind of together behind her back. And then she immediately backtracks (sighs) and is like, yeah, let's just still be friends. Let's not screw this up. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Click. Yep. Poor B. Davis. <laughs> Poor B. Davis. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. She was so sad. She was so devastated. She was I, devastated. I, oh, I know. I just honey. wrote, oh, no, Brooke Davis, no B. Cry. I'm <laughs> just like, ah. Uh. Uh, yeah. Everyone has an Xbox, though, right? Not an Xbox, but a box with, like, memorabilia from past life. No? Not everyone has that no. kind of memory box? No. Mine isn't strictly. Mine's not an Xbox, but it is a memory box that I keep stuff that has been important to me. And those drawings are that shit got burned or thrown away or shredded a long time ago. Yeah, I don't. I think the only thing that I have left from my relationship prior to this one was a playlist he made me that is in my Apple Music because he made me a mix CD, and it's labeled Patrick's playlist. Yeah. And that's it. There it is. Yeah. It and even that songs come up on it and I skip them. Yeah. So yeah. that's valid. Yeah. So then yeah. Lucas hangs up with Brooke and he was actually meeting Andy. And Andy tells Lucas that he found out what Dan was using the cash for, that he's skimming off the top of those sales. He's putting small cash deposits into an account that is a college fund for Lucas. And Andy then asks Lucas, he says, do you want me to keep digging into Dan or do you want me to stop? He is your father after all. And Lucas tells him, keep digging and don't stop until you have everything you need to take Dan down. I just love how Andy was very ready to give up and be (laughs) like, Lucas, this is $100,000. Do you want me to keep going? Right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that might honestly be the most like, ethically sus thing Andy has done this entire season mm-hmm. was offering Lucas 
the embezzlement money. <laughs> right? Andy teaches business ethics, but does he always follow them? Let's look at right. I mean, well, and that's the thing. It's like he, well, he has no actual control over any of it. So it was that whole thing of like, Lucas, do you want, you know, do you want me to keep digging or do you want to just leave this alone and see if this is actually what Dan's going to do with this? Who knows? But yeah, we all knew Lucas was going to say, yes, keep digging because Lucas is Lucas. And we like that, that he hates Dan as much as we do. Sure does. Yeah. So then we get our ending montage moments of the week and we start with the tour manager um, seeing Haley mopey at the piano. And he's like, I thought you were going home to your husband. And she says, what husband? <laughs> I know. Sad face. Sad face. <sighs> Real sad face. And Karen gets an email back from Keith and it just says two words. Thank you. He's alive. He's alive. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathan moving into Dan's house, but while Lucas is also moving out of Dan's house. So he he's keeping good on his promise to Nathan that he's not going to, you know, dig into Dan anymore or is he? But yeah. This is the montage that I called in my notes musical teenagers. Right. <laughs> All are moving around. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then Lucas comes home to Karen's house, you know, to his house. And it's a little awkward between him and Brooke a little bit, mostly on Brooke's side. She's very cold, which is understandable. And Karen starts to say, well, we should set some ground rules because, you know, you two have history. And Brooke immediately says, oh, Karen, you don't have to worry about any of that. We're just friends. And Lucas looks at her and then he walks away into the living room. And Lucas looks so sad he does his big eye cry face he was devastated (laughs) by that and then the episode ends oh so sad oh yeah so kids what did we think of this episode you know what (laughs) i'm real sick of dan's shit (laughs) i'm real tired I'm I'm tired. That's honestly like of all seasons of One Tree Hill, season two is not my favorite. Yeah. And now I'm remembering why. Because it's It's, just so manipulation show. Yeah. They lay how awful Dan is on so thick this season. Yeah. And like season one, he was just a really bad parent and a villain. Season two, he becomes like evil mastermind super he's villain. Like, twirl my mustache. I've got a like, damn. He's comically terrible yeah. this season. Yeah. And it's just like, and granted, yes, I know the trajectory of this show and I know what they're building up to. Mm-hmm. Even so. But like, at what cost? What cost? What cost? Because this is just like next level, like, Soap opera level, like evil manipulation bullshit. Yeah, like this is this goes beyond like primetime teen drama soap on the CW. Oh yeah, we're on we're on daytime soap opera bullshit right now. At least with Dan, the rest of them not so much. But with Dan, he has a different television show. (laughs) Different television show, right? God, it's like Jeffrey Hill (laughs) Cove. hate this season so much 
is, well, I wouldn't say hate. I do like this season. I think that we get a lot of good character development from the rest of the cast. Mm-hmm. Now, but like watching this season back now, like I remember when I was in high school, whenever, like my, my best friend who introduced me to One Tree Hill and I used to watch the show, like when it was, you know, in between seasons and we just wanted something to watch she would, and we were like hanging out at her house because she had them all on DVD. And she'd be like, "All right, give me a season and an episode number, and we'll just put it on." And I never picked something from season two. I yeah. never, yeah, because it just was like it's too much. And we still have two episodes of the season to go. Uh huh. <laughs> well, and the thing is too with this season that like you're thinking about that now. There's very little like happiness in this season it starts out very happy and then it just all of them are not happy except maybe lucas lucas is the only one who has any kind of a redemption arc this season yeah and minkus and mouth yep no no mouth is the only person who's happy because i would argue that lucas could be happier yeah oh yeah lucas could definitely be happier i mean everything that's happened you know at the beginning of the season how things played out with anna how things played out after Anna because of his feelings for Brooke and the fact that she was dating Felix to, to now where he's like finding out that his dad is embezzling money supposedly for a college fund for him. Like I I would go as far as to say that Lucas is also not happy. (laughs) Yeah. But he's, 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 he's not as miserable as the other one. Other people are. That's true. That is very true. Like there's, there's levels of misery. And I feel like Nathan Haley and Peyton are at the bottom of that misery barrel. Lucas and Brooke are a little above that. And mouth's not even in the barrel. He's, he's out making out with Erica Marsh in the AV room. He's good. <laughs> yeah. He's in the AV room down the hall from the barrel. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will say, I like the beginning half of this episode where we get the fun teen banter, the movie night, that stuff's fun. We the forgot. shitty manipulation with Dan, I hate it so much. Oh, it goes downhill quick. I we forgot my favorite part of the teen banter scene. Oh because, god. Uh, they find a bill for pay per view porn in the stack of Nathan's bills, and Tim goes, that. "Tim goes, yeah, that's mine." And everyone's like, "Ew, gross." He goes, "What? Nathan was out of town. I was lonely." It's like, Tim. What? <laughs> As opposed to when Nathan is in town. In town. With his wife and his friends that he clearly likes more than you. Like, what the hell, Tim? God damn, Tim. You poor thing. Like, at some point, you just feel sorry for the little fucker. Right. Oh, I do. I honestly, I will I will say, after this season, I do pity Tim a little bit. Because they, like, they really lay on thick how stupid he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they call him dim. I mean, I, I know. But yeah, like, just, but overall, they really lay into how like brainless he actually is. Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Just, uh, yeah, sad. we got yeah. a peek of it for the boy toy auction when he <laughs> showed up to Deb's house, and then this season it's just all been pooping in golf holes and like uh, <laughs> and pay per view porn. I mean, he did. It does say that's two, Tim. number two. No, you're right, Tim. Number two. Good job. <laughs> God. 
Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Anything else we want to add about this episode besides the fact that we all kind of liked it except for we all hate Dan? Is that the consensus? We liked this episode except Dan? Liked I think it so. until the end. The mm-hmm. last like third. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, kids, that's going to do it for us then. Thank you so much for listening as always. Don't forget to like the podcast, rate it five stars, subscribe. It really does help out in that lovely algorithm where they, you know, put it in the thing so people can find us. We really appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Follow us on social media. We're pretty much everywhere. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. We are there. We do, however, primarily use our Facebook and our Instagram. (laughs) Yes. Facebook and Instagram are where you can find us most often. Insta's the most. Slide into the DMs. We like a good DM slide in there with any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that. We and love I'm it. I'm not allowed on any of it. No, but we if you have a message for Jesse, DM it to us and we will make sure it gets to her so long as there are no spoilers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. She's in a cone of silence. Yeah. But it starts spoilers from now until the end of time, it feels like. <laughs> But yes, all of that is at On Wednesday's Pod. And yeah, we will see you guys next week for another episode of On Wednesday's We Watch One Tree Hill. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.